every story is so unique and so different. And the guys that we're working with, it is so exciting. Let's pray and ask God to bless. Lord, bless tonight as we look into the work, uh, look into the country of Ukraine and Paul Dufka and the ministry that he has there. God, we pray that you'll bless every individual here. Stir those. Uh, if there's someone here who's not saved, help them to be saved. Those of us who are saved, help our hearts to be open to receive the call of God for our life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Twelve years ago, Brother Tom, help me, Barbara, Vogel was, okay, I know she's pointing at it. Brother Tom Vogel was actually on his computer. And he, he asked, I think he even stepped away for a minute and he came back and Brother Vogel saw this young man, Paul Dutka, on his screen. Now he wasn't, you know, I don't even know the terminology. That's how much I know about all this stuff. But he, he wasn't Skyping or he wasn't trying to get a hold of people or anything like that. But Paul Dutka ended up on his screen and, and started talking to him. So Tom said, well, I'm going to witness to this guy. Maybe I can win him to Christ. And so he started talking to him and found out Paul Dutka was already saved. He was a Baptist preacher from the country of Ukraine. And so they began communication at that time and communicated for five years via the Internet. Uh, Pastor um, Paul Dutka at that time was pastor of three Baptist churches. How would you like to have three churches under your wings, preacher? I mean, wow, unbelievable. But uh, that, that's what he does out in the country, in the rural area, and, and uh, doing a great job. Now, Paul Dutka did not learn English in school in Ukraine. He learned English just like I did by watching cartoons. How many of you watch cartoons and learn some English? There you go, yeah. And so he would watch American cartoons and he would learn English by watching the cartoons. Now sometimes, I mean, that's good, okay? That's really good. But sometimes he's got some unusual expressions and, uh, and uh, they'll come out and we'll share those as we go along. Well, after conversing on Skype for five years, Paul visited the United States and came to First Baptist Church in Hammond and visited Brother Tom Vogel. Here he is at the studios at First Baptist Hammond uh, for uh, the radio station there and being interviewed by Tom there. Well, we happened to be in town uh, at First Baptist because normally we're out on the road just trying to get into new churches, raising support for new projects and everything. But we were at First Baptist that day that he was there, and Tom made sure that he introduced me to Paul Dutka. And we began talking, and we set up a dinner date. And we went out and had dinner together and uh, spent the time talking. And at dinner, I was able to share with Paul my vision to reach the entire country of Ukraine using media. You know, we've got to use media. And uh, Paul just got all excited about that. As a matter of fact, 
These were two of his expressions that he gave. Now you'll understand, you know, he learned English watching cartoons. Paul responded, and he, he looked at me and he said, you burn me. Now, he didn't mean that I was pulling out matches and lighting, the, lighting his body up or something like that. He meant inside he was burned up with excitement and, 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 and excited about reaching his country with the gospel. See, he, he, he pastors out in the boonies. You know, I mean, way out, you know, almost where the roads stop is where he pastors. And then he said, I'm so excited, my head is explosion. I mean, I thought I was going to die laughing when he said that at the dinner table. My head is so excited, I mean, it's going to explode is what he was saying. But uh, just excited about getting the gospel out. So he was done with his American trip and he had visited several folks but we were able to convince him to stay one more week and we flew him to Atlanta, Georgia to go to Dawsonville where our studios are where he could preach for a week and they could tape his messages and we would have Ukrainian language broadcasting to broadcast into the Ukraine and give the gospel to the Lord Jesus Christ. So he, uh, we, he did the program. This is uh, the, the actual program as it was edited and everything else in Ukraine. And uh, the TV program began. And it, the connections went so fast. We were hoping, you know, usually it takes a few months then to buy time, get him on the air. But preacher, what happened was before he got back to Ukraine, which he flew back as soon as this was over, he was already being, his programs were being broadcast in his country. And on his programs, he gives his own personal telephone for a, for a response thing. Now, he's changed that since then because, because he was getting phone calls all throughout the day, all throughout, he couldn't sleep at night, the phone was ringing because people were calling and wanting to, to know about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says, wow, I can't even believe that. So, so the program, even from the inception, has, has been exciting to see what God has done. Now what has happened since we put him on the air? He now has five churches, not three, five, and they're all growing churches in the outer boonies of Ukraine. I mean, just unbelievable. That's a good-sized church, folks. That looks pretty good to me. And uh, just exciting to see what is happening there for him. This is one of his churches, Revival Baptist Church, and uh, a big auditorium. There it is, full of young people, and uh, they just are experiencing revival because he is a celebrity in the country of Ukraine. You say, what do you mean? He's on TV. He's on TV. He's from the rural, rural part of the country. But whenever they're wanting to get an expert on religion, you know, for, for a news story or something like that, they contact him and uh, they interview him. And, and he just has become a bigger-than-life individual in doing a great job. 
His youth ministry is exploding. Look at these young people and uh, just how clean cut and sharp they really are. It, it, it is exciting to see what God is doing there in the Ukraine. Now, they, they have a situation. They only baptize converts who are at least 18 years or older. Okay? That's just the way the Baptists do it in Ukraine. And they don't have a, a personal baptistry at their church, so they use the creek water and they baptize in July. So that's why you see a, a long line right there. And those people up there are a lot of church folks, but they're also unsaved people watching the crazy Baptists get into the cold, icy water of, of the rivers and baptizing you know, in, even though it's July, it's cold there in Ukraine. So those who gladly received the word were baptized. Uh, young adults who, who just give their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul has a real way with young people and uh, in, in reaching them with the gospel. Now these are young men. This is their Bible college that they have for preacher boys. Isn't that an exciting looking group? I mean, that, that just really excites me. And uh, Brother Paul teaches them the Word of God. Uh, training them for the ministry teaches several hours to these young men uh, who are going to be Baptist preachers and start Baptist churches in the Ukraine. They do soul winning. And when they do soul winning, I mean, the whole church comes out and goes soul winning. And they go into an area. You know, again, this is all rural area, and it looks like there's an army coming <laughs> after you and everything. But they go and they tell, sit down and witness to people and tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. In all the surrounding villages, you see the area that, that he lives in, and they, they get the message of the gospel out. Um, hmm. Oh, this is part of the fruit of, of their soul winning, going out and telling other people about Jesus Christ. There you go. All right. Uh, this is two new churches. Remember, they started with three, and they're up to five. Well, this is them getting one of the new ones ready for services and uh, Paul becomes the construction chief and uh, just telling people what to do. And the folks come out and they mix their own cement. And uh, I mean, they just do it the old way and get the job done. Praise the Lord for that. All right. All right. My wife got things going there. There they are pour, pouring cement in one of the new church buildings. It was an old barn. It's a Baptist church now. All right, there you see them leveling up the floors. And uh, what has happened with Paul being on satellite television? Well, it has given him celebrity status. When a preacher, doesn't matter what country it's in, when a preacher goes on the radio or TV, and you know, he's on both, when they go on radio or TV, they become a media personality. 
And so here's Paul being interviewed on regional te television. Uh, Install Gold is, is a local television station, and they're interviewing him about anything that goes, they just want somebody's opinion, they call him up. But every time he gets called up, he says, I always, Brother George, give out the gospel. Tell people how to be saved. So here he is being interviewed, maybe about a cave-in or something like that, but he gives, he's giving out the gospel to everybody in the area. His media vision has expanded, and God has given him greater opportunities to get the gospel out. We have a, a studio now uh, right attached to his house that we built on, and uh, here, here he's doing some TV work right out of his house uh, where the studio is, and uh, just praise the Lord for that. There's a radio studio that, that he uses to get the gospel out. Here's one of his little guys. They want to grow up and be like daddy and get the gospel out. Praise the Lord. We brought Paul in. Uh, we know the people at Unshackled. They interviewed him to, uh, to give his life story on the Unshackled program that is heard all over the world. Just a great job. Now, his country is a religious country. This is the uh, Ukrainian Orthodox leadership in his country. He has a brother that is a Ukrainian Orthodox priest. You know, his brother thinks he's an infidel because he's a Baptist. Because Baptists are looked upon as unbelievers by the Catholics and by the Ukrainian Orthodox there in that country. So, you know, they're, they're different. And, and uh, so, praise the Lord, so they get religious persecution. You can see the uh, typical house uh, in the area that he ministers in. The, these are not wealthy people, but he loves these people and does just a great job. Here he is with some children, and uh, he loves the poor. I mean, he just loves giving out the gospel to the people in his part of Ukraine. There he is again. Now there's Revival Baptist Church, one of his churches, and this is some big youth crusade that they have in the summer, like vacation Bible school. And since he's gone on television and on radio, I mean, the numbers of people that come are just unbelievable because it, it gives him that kind of influence in the community. I mean, I don't want to say it, but he's like a rock star. I mean, it really is, is exciting. This is uh, more of the crowd for uh, Vacation Bible School in 2019. Uh, here's Paul and his son praying for Ukraine. Here's his family now. He has three boys and his wife, Tanya, just great people that love the Lord Jesus Christ. There he is preaching uh, in late 2021, uh, preaching the gospel. Now, they, they had access to a baptistry, one inside, and so they were baptizing new converts in December of 2021. 
And again, you see they're all 18 or older uh, because that's who they will baptize. And uh, there's about 14 right there following the Lord in believers' baptism in December. This is a Christmas service. And uh, I mean, just unbelievable the amount of people who are listening to Paul and Paul is being able to influence because of uh, being on television and being on radio. Now, right in, right in the middle of all this, they just went through Easter and they got a hold of the gospel film. Have you heard about the gospel film? It's being used all over the world. Well, we got word of it and we said, well, we'll get, get it to Brother Paul and see if he can. He got it put on 28 times the two weeks before Easter in, in his country on media. And you know what the price was? Free. I like when, when you get free media. I mean, that is exciting. It really is. 28 times the gospel film went out in Ukraine giving the truth of the gospel, telling people how to be saved, how to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we were able to partner with one another. And let me just say something as a Baptist. I know we're independent, fundamental, separated, you know, King James, and all the other words you put in there. But it's okay if we work together. It really is. And matter of fact, the Bible says one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. So, I mean, we're five times more uh, effective if we work with others and try to get the gospel out. And uh, so, he, he's doing that type of thing. Here he is being interviewed again on a local television station, uh, a different station. Uh, well, no, this is another station that he has gotten on and is preaching. Barbara? That is the business television station, okay? So they, all they talk about is business. But he's on before the evening news, three minutes they give him, but, but that's every day. I mean, it, it is just fabulous. They give him that time. He also has a regular program on there where he preaches the gospel. So here is an independent, fundamental Ukrainian Baptist preacher. What is he doing on business TV? Giving the gospel out. Praise the Lord. I mean, he's just getting, getting the job done and, and just is unbelievable. Now, you all know, and I, I wish we had a lot more slides we could show about this, the war with Russia began just over six months ago. And uh, Ukraine, I mean, is, has, has been just bombarded to death. And we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ on both sides of the war. Because there are Russians that don't want to fight the Ukrainians. And some of them have gone to jail because of that. But uh, when, the, when the war broke out, uh, we had a couple families that we knew about that uh, my son-in-law, when he pastored, had ministered to some Ukrainian people in the Chicagoland area. Well, they had family in Ukraine in harm's way, in, Ru in the Russian... Uh, Army's way, and we were able to raise money and get them out of Ukraine. 
I wish I could say we could raise more money and get more people out. The, the door closed real quick. Matter of fact, the door closed the day they got, we got them into, just into our borders. I mean, it was miraculous. It really was. But this is uh, Brother Paul hosting them on their trip out of the country with his three boys. And these are the uh, two families that we were able to get out of Ukraine, get them into the Chicagoland area. They're going to a Ukrainian Baptist church now, serving the Lord. They're safe, and they're all excited that they're with their family, and we praise the Lord for it. There they are. They had to go by way of Budapest, Hungary. That's them on the trip. And uh, how many different places did they stop, Barbara? Six different countries. Yeah. And they had to come by way of Mexico. We had to fly them into Mexico to get them over the border <laughs> into the United States. And that was the only legal way we could do it. But now you can't do that. They changed change the law. Here, here's a baptismal service in one of Paul's churches. Everybody wearing white because they're going to, as soon as they get done with the preliminaries, they're going to go out and go to the creek and uh, find deep enough water where, where they can get baptized and uh, become part of the church. Now, something has happened in Ukraine, and something has happened in, in the ministry there. And you see, um, let, me, let me try to count them up here. One, two, three, four five, six, seven, eight, seven or eight people here at the altar. It used to be that Paul would have one, maybe two saved, you know, in a service, and that would, that would be revival. I mean, it really would. But preacher, it's changed since the war has come. And, and, and first of all, his churches are refuge places were people who are trying to get away from the Russian army and save their life and maybe trying to get out of the country or at least get to somewhere safe, they come to his church. And he's literally had hundreds come through the church, but he's had over 150 people at his church, living at his church, finding refuge there from the Russian army. And, uh, I mean, you could imagine having a hundred refugees here at the church. I mean, it, it, it'd be something else. But they're feeding them and taking care of them and uh, just being a blessing to them. Now, this is, this is their people, and this is soul winning, okay? They go out, and they go as a group, and they'll walk to an un unsaved village, and they'll just reach every home. Go and tell every one of them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me, let me read this at this time. They recently went out with all this war going on and everything else, and Barbara didn't edit this, okay? This is Paul's own words in our August of this year um, newsletter and it says, Ukraine Revival, testimony of CRI broadcaster Paul Duca. He said, we started our camp in Mountain Village with 56 kids, and it was okay. But 
then kids kept coming more and more and their parents. Now, they were having just a what they call a kids camp where they were trying to reach kids because I'll go in and try to reach the kids and get the parents' permission to let them come, come to church and tell them about Christ. But then they, he said, well, we did it, but more and more came and their parents. So the parents are showing up. We are running out of money to feed such a huge crowd because what do they do? They provide a meal when they have like vacation Bible school. They provide a meal. So the whole village stirred up and 736 people coming to hear gospel of Jesus. What? They're used to 30 or 40. And they started off with 56. And then, I mean, you know, you say, well, what was it? Free food? Yeah, I think it was free food. You know, when people don't have food, they'll come for food. But give them the gospel. Tell them about Jesus. So he said the whole village stirred up and 736 people coming to hear gospel of Jesus. Over 100 saved. Over 100 saved. We had packages with food and everything gone. Please pray for revival in mountain villages where people never heard the gospel of Jesus. This is revival, even with warplanes overhead. We, ha we, have, we have amazing brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. And uh, the stories are, are, are just amazing of what they're doing for our Savior. Now here's Paul inside his studio with his young adults, and they're recording some music so that they can use it on his program and in other venues and everything like that. Uh, thank you for helping us connect the world to the gospel of Christ. We, we just praise the Lord for the opportunity. Now, I want to show you one more thing, and, and then I'll be done. What, Barbara? I, you're... you're Do we have enough time to read a short story and then put on the short video? Okay, Barbara's going to come up here and she's going to read to you about Bibles. And this is, all of this is just God. Praise the Lord. Every day as they come. And, um, but God, in the worst things, because we've been praying for Ukraine because so many have been hurt and it's horrifically bad. Don't make light of any of it, it's very, very bad. But I wanted to tell you this story because it shows that God already was there. He already knows what he's doing. He already has a plan. November 2021, it was a deal that Al Braley could not refuse. 32 rolls of 20-pound Bible printing paper for 40 cents a pound, about $14,000. As the director of Bearing Precious Seed, the ministry of First Baptist Church Milford, Ohio, which prints Bibles in multiple languages, Al knew that the price of this paper should be about $40,000, not $14,000. There is a catch, the supplier warned him. The color is canary yellow. 
Canary yellow, Al responded. What will I do with that? But then he thought, if someone has never seen a Bible, then that person does not know that the pages are supposed to be white. Send it, Al said to the supplier. I'll find a use for it. Little did Al know that God already had a plan. Three months passed. The presses at Bearing Precious Seed continued to roll out thousands of New Testaments of J and John and Romans for multiple missionaries and national pastors. Although Bearing Precious Seed uses 50 semi-loads of paper every year, the canary yellow paper sat unused on the print shop floor until February 24th, 2022. Russia invaded Ukraine. Simultaneously, bombing in Kiev, Kherson, Kharkiv, and Mariupol caused a massive exodus of refugees into Western Ukraine, Poland, Romania, and Hungary, and other European countries. Fear gripped the nation. The desperate Ukrainian people sought God, and Christians begged the West to pray and send Bibles now. Bearing Precious Seeds sprang into action and printed 70,000 Ukrainian New Testaments on, of all things, canary yellow paper. Why? Well, it makes perfect sense when you know that the Ukrainian flag is royal blue and canary yellow. Only God could have planned this, Al Brady affirmed with assurance. I know I had nothing to do with it. But the story becomes even more exciting when pastors Jerry Seiler and Charles Webb from Cornerstone Baptist Temple in Dayton, Ohio, heard about the Bible Project. How long will it take to get a container into the Ukraine, Charles questioned. Maybe six months, was the reply. We don't know because Mariupol's closed, Odessa's closed, no ships are going in. Too long, Pastor Charles said. We'll take the Bibles in ourselves. So Pastor Webb found three men to travel with him to Ukraine. They packed 500 Bibles in plastic totes, and they raised $1,850 for the fees, and they carried the Bibles on the plane to Hungary, where missionaries Jim and Laura Pranger joined the project. The very first Ukrainian refugees to receive the Canary Bibles were Tanya, Natasha, and Nadia and their children who were staying with the Prangers, part of the refugees that had run from their country. And by the way, the paper's out there, but this is their picture. The very first Canary Bibles were given to them. Cornerstone Baptist Church men have witnessed and distributed Bibles in one border town where the population of 25,000 people was housing 75,000 refugees. They were everywhere, in university dormitories, in an abandoned school. The hotel restaurant said they would provide free meals for any refugees without food, and the manager offered his office as a base for future Bible distribution and ministry. At the military base, the commander asked if the Americans could do trauma counseling for embattled soldiers. Everyone, everywhere, gladly accepted a Bible. One distraught woman who received a Bible wept. 
Thank you, she said, for bringing light into this horrible darkness. Please bring us more light. All right. We want to show you one more thing. And uh, this is when we, uh, when we began broadcasting uh, into Iran. We work, we partner with Iran Alive Ministry and uh, the preacher is there. And this is when they went 24 hours a day, seven days a week, using media, you, you, using media to get the gospel out into Iran. Now that's different from Iraq. Iraq's where we have radio stations and things like that. Iran is militant Muslim, crazy Muslim people, but they're open. More people are getting saved in the country of Iran than any other country of the world. God has his hand on that country in a special way. And we want you, we're going to show you this video. There'll be a little music and I'm going to narrate uh, as it goes along. All right. On January 2nd, 2012, Network 7 premiered broadcasting into Iran 24 hours a day. Out of curiosity, a Muslim family watched that same day. They immediately began an email dialogue with Iran Alive Counseling Center asking questions about Jesus. One week later, they recorded their voices. They sent an audio file to make sure they were saying the prayer of salvation correctly. Dear God, we confess that we are sinners. I confess that I cannot save myself through my own good works. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And they put you in the tomb and you rose from the dead after three days. I believe that you are alive and have the authority to forgive my sins and to make me righteous in front of the everlasting God. I ask that you accept me and as you promise, please give me a new life. I thank you for hearing my prayers Amen. Transformed, they began sharing the gospel with their Muslim family members. They played for them the recording of their prayer of salvation. Within one week, 20 Muslim Iranians were also transformed, becoming followers of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord for that. Um, folks, media gets results. And using radio, television, internet, cable, satellite, and anything else these techie guys and gals can think of is, is the way we're going to reach the masses with the gospel. Preacher, thank you for letting us come. God bless you.
Well, why don't we all stand? And I'd like to have somebody come and play the piano. My um, nursery there. Come and Miss Beth. Thank you. And uh, I want to do uh, have an invitation here. And I want to encourage you to come to this altar, pray for our missionaries. I want you. I want to encourage you to come to this altar, uh, pray for the Zarises, <clears throat> pray for Christian Radio International, and uh, just uh, ask the Lord to search your heart and see how we can be a part. <clears throat> 